Buenos dias, Lampuada. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 5th of August, 2021. Every week, we will share the things happening in Argentina to keep you updated on the most important stuff. Starting this week's episode with a shout out to Argo Justo, a small business from Mendoza that received an award from the United Nations at a contest on sustainable food. Competition is called Best Small Businesses, Good Food for All, and recognizes those who show inspiring, diverse, and impactful solutions, improving access to healthy and sustainable food. So a big congratulations to the founders and workers of Argo Justo. It's great to see small businesses in Argentina putting in the effort to do work for good, especially since 20,000 of them closed during the pandemic. Last week, a new report by the Eco Latina consultancy firm revealed at least 100,000 jobs in formal employment alone were lost as a consequence of these closures. In Argentina, over half the companies employ fewer than 25 workers formally, but still these firms account for a bit less than a third of jobs. The wages paid by these firms are around 35% below the average, while the big companies are known to pay a bit better. Employment issue runs deep in Argentina, but also in Latin America as a whole. The Latin American job market is going deeper into the dark, with millions reporting off-the-books jobs. These jobs are invisible to governments. They don't pay into the social security plans and workers have no unions to fight for them. Moreover, people stuck in these informal jobs are much more vulnerable to poverty and dependence on aid from suddenly cash-strapped governments. In Argentina, under-the-table work is recovering twice as fast as formal jobs after the pandemic default. However, to recover from its period of recession, the country needs regulated jobs since informal work creates weaker growth and spending that translates into deficits, debt, or inflation. What also fuels inflation is printing money. However, Argentina's central bank is printing money for the Treasury at the fastest pace so far this year, which is potentially the government's attempt to finance its spending ahead of the midterm elections in November. This may not be the best strategy, though, considering that inflation remains among the top concerns for Argentinians who are expected to see prices rising 49% over the next 12 months. In late July, the central bank sold dollars for the first time in three months to prevent the peso from weakening too quickly. Stock brokerages estimate that during the last week of July, the bank sold a total of 110 million U.S. dollars. Speaking of election, President Fernandez urged cabinet ministers running for office to resign their post as they will be too busy campaigning to fully concentrate on their jobs. He said it's the ethical thing to do. One of the ministers listened. Daniel Arroyo, head of the Ministry of Social Development and Defense, stepped down on Thursday the 29th. Also in preparation for the midterms, President Fernandez launched an extension of the Aura 12 program which compels lenders to allow consumers to make payments in 3, 6, 12, or 18 monthly installments at rates lower than the than expected for inflation. As of this week, it'll also be possible to finance credit card purchases with 24 and 30-month installments. The latter will be aimed only at the purchase of appliances like stoves, refrigerators, washing machines, and dishwashers. There's no indication that this program will benefit travelers in any way, as tourism is not contemplated in this installment plan. Speaking of which, estimated that more than 13 million tourists traveled across the country during the winter break, virtually all domestic, of course, that is in the last two weeks. As reported by the Argentine Confederation of Medium Enterprises, the winter break greatly benefited the most popular tourist spots, such as Mar de Plata, 
Bariloche, Salta, Carlos Paz, San Martin de los Andes, and more. It is estimated that the season saw a total spending of around 43 million pesos, more or less half a million U.S. dollars. International travel is still complicated, although the government increased to 1,000 the daily entry cap of Argentinians coming from abroad, around 7,000 travelers are still having trouble re-entering the country. The number of people stranded abroad will not decrease as more than 1,000 Argentinians are leaving the country for tourism or business purposes daily. Someone who will be able to enter the country, though, is the U.S. National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. On Monday the 2nd, the White House announced that Sullivan will be visiting Argentina and Brazil to strengthen strategic ties with both countries, discuss pandemic recovery and advance climate goals. In addition to Sullivan, delegation will be made up of senior National Security Council officials. Speaking of the U.S., the Chief of Staff Santiago Cafiero announced during the weekend that the Pfizer vaccines purchased last week are expected to arrive in September. With those shipments, the government seeks to broaden the range of options for Argentines to choose from and incentivize more people to get vaccinated. Although this is good news, it doesn't solve the existing problem with Sputnik V. All over the world, countries that purchase Sputnik V shots in a rush to secure vaccines are increasingly reporting supply problems with the second component in the two-shot inoculation. In Argentina, millions of people have been unable to receive the second dose within the recommended period of three months after the first. In San Juan province, a German company named Ruhl AG was one of the only ones to purchase Sputnik V vaccines on its own without falling back on national government. But now, after successive failed deliveries, the company is demanding its 18 million euros back. Fortunately, Laboratorios Richmond is expected to deliver 150,000 locally produced Sputnik V shots this week. At the same time, the Russian Direct Investment Fund has confirmed that 3 million doses of the second component are going to be produced in Argentina over the next month, which would be a good solution to the current shortages. Still, national government is preparing a plan B in case the laboratory is unable to deliver on time, analyzing new alternatives that could potentially replace the need for the second dose of Sputnik V. Scientists have been studying a combination of AstraZeneca, Sinopharm, and Moderna shots, as well as the results of applying the first dose of Sputnik V twice. The results have not been published yet, but the Buenos Aires City Minister of Health, Fernan Quiros, said they will have them soon. According to a new report from the World Trade Organization in the United Nations, Argentina is among the top nations in the world when it comes to blocking the entry of products and applying import duties, followed by Brazil. You've been living in Argentina for a while, maybe even tried to ship some stuff from a different country. This comes as no surprise. Although the government is anything but flexible when it comes to import duties, we may see some flexibility in working options in the post-pandemic future. According to the new to a new survey, nine out of 10 companies in Argentina plan to adopt a hybrid work scheme, mixing in-person office attendance with remote work options. This shows how teleworking is consolidating in the country. Before we go, let's give a shout out to Argentina's national field hockey team, Las Leonas, who made it to the finals of the Tokyo Olympics. Although this will be the team's third time reaching the final stage in the last two decades, they've never taken gold home. Our best wishes to Las Leonas as they face the Netherlands tomorrow, Friday the 6th. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We want to know more about what you love about living in Argentina, what drives you crazy about it, and other Argentina-related stuff you'd like us to know or want to know more about. You can write us a review in your preferred podcast platform or send an email 
at podcast at Rorschach.com. Special shout out to Jono Evans, who wrote us last week from New Zealand. We will make sure to keep updating you on the opening of borders. Nos vemos. Thank you.